Welcome to the Mike Bowie Show, where we talk with people who influence people. Welcome to the podcast, People Who Influence People. And today is a really special day for me because you know what? Sometimes you just have to ask people if they'll be on with you. So this is a special day for me because I took a chance and I asked a gentleman who I've never met. I sent him a message on Facebook Messenger and lo and behold, like 10 minutes later, he replied saying yes. So I want to introduce Mayor Nick Guccione with uh, Mayor of Winsville. Correct. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks Thank for being on. Thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I've known of you for a long time. Right. Oh, this is the first time we've met. And, um, you know, the point of the podcast is about influence. And we were just talking briefly before I hit record. And, um, you know, I just want to get to know you a little bit. So the first question I like to ask people is, and it's kind of a, it might be a loaded gun, maybe not, but what's it like being Mayor Nick Guccione? What's that? What's it like to be Nick Guccione? <laughs> well, it's it's good. It's been good in the city of Wentzville. I love Wentzville. I love the people here. Uh, it's been a blessing. We've got a lot accomplished. Uh, I was a council member first for uh, six years uh, as an alderman. I won my first election in 2007. First time I ran. Uh, was involved in union politics before I got involved in uh, public politics. But uh, 2012, so I ran for mayor. It was the first four-year term. They changed it to uh, from a two-year to four-year. So I was the first four-year mayor elected. Uh, in a four-way race. It was pretty... Really? Yes, it was a four-way race. All right, so that's a tough... A lot yeah. of campaigning, a lot oh, of... A lot of campaigning, yeah. knocking doors, yeah. talking to a lot of people, uh, uh, trying to get groups to support you and endorse you and, and know what you stood for. And I was the new guy. The other people that I ran against were lived here for 30, 40 years, so they had a lot more history than I had. And but you're from Florissant, right? I'm from Florissant, correct. When did you guys move here? Uh, it's been 18 years now. We've okay, been so people. yeah, you're not, you're not a lifelong... Right lifelong Wentzvillian. Correct. You you came in and started, did you make waves here or did you just get to know people? No, I just got to know just people and dove uh, in, you the know, in the community and uh, seen some issues that I, th- I thought was important that I felt wasn't getting addressed and so I focused on those issues and uh, gave my word that I would get them resolved and had solutions and that's what I've always been about, solutions. For, right. you know, if, if there's a problem, trying to find a solution to it. So When you were in Florissant, were you political? Uh, I, the mayor of Florence was my neighbor, lived down the street from me, Mayor Egan, great guy, longtime mayor. And so I went to a lot of council meetings and watched what was going on, kept, you know, kept attuned to what the, was going on in the community, but I wasn't really in, involved with, because I had little kids, right. involved with public politics. So right. Focused on my kids and my family at the time. That's, but I was yeah. involved with union politics at the time. Okay. And I understand that you worked for uh, the Schnooks family. Yes, I worked for National Foods uh, for 21 and a half years. Schnooks bought us out in 1995, so went to work for the Schnooks family. Uh, all my seniority do- just dovetailed over to there. Nice. It was a great uh, 20, 21 years there, so wow. it was 43 years total. So your leadership roles there, too. Did you start at the bottom and work your way up? Were you a bagger, or did you come <laughs> in degreed with, and no, did you come no. in and, it was in leadership? I, I came in leadership. I was, uh, my family uh, owned Sea uh, Me Company, so I was oh, a meat cutter. Okay. My grandfather taught me how to be a yeah, meat cutter. Yeah, I've known of that company forever. <laughs> They taught me to cut meat when I was just a little kid, and yeah. so I went to work for National and uh, uh, became a meat manager, started managing the meat department, and just kind of moved up through the ranks. And then, like I said, in 95, the Schnucks hired us. They had their own supervisors and, and managers, so uh, a couple of years I just became a meat cutter and went in back into management. Um, so I spent like 18 years as management with them. Nice. And then you retired. So you moved out here while you were still working for, yes. that, for the Schnucks family? For, yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you manage one of these stores? Yeah, Zumbills, you know, somewhat. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. ones in St. Charles County, Lake, Lake St. Louis. 
okay. uh, Schnucks, and uh, they kind of moved you around, you know, different stores, and uh, you'd, you'd be there for three or four years. You couldn't count on it, so if something happened, somebody would uh, move or something, they'd relocate them, so then they'd relocate you, and right. just kind of moved you around a little bit to keep things fresh. So, yeah, sure, sure. You know. So how many employees did you have under you as a store manager? Oh, you were uh, a store manager? No, 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 oh. just over the department. Oh, the department, okay. Department, the meat okay. department, like Delhi. So C-Fans. you'd have, what, 10, 12, 8? Usually about 8 to 12 people. Yeah. yeah. So you had a make cutting lists and profitability and profit sure. margins and uh to justify your department and just yeah right and you customer service was a big priority oh sure uh, so that's what my background is customer service and uh, i transferred that into politics because yeah. that's what people want totally. it's all about taking care of people and listening yeah. to them and trying to resolve well as things. a business owner i've got a couple of couple of health and wellness centers here in right. st charles county yeah if we're not serving the customer we're not in business correct right right so that leadership. Um, now going back, let's let's go back in time. Did sure. you have um, as a kid? Uh, were you into sports? Were you? What was your thing? Were you in like debate team, drama? What did no, you do? No, I was just uh, school. Hung out with my friends. Uh, when I was sixteen, I joined a job corps. Uh, I don't know if you know heard of job corps. My wife was in it. Yeah, uh, tried to get some structure. She learned wastewater <laughs> management. Oh, really? And cool. she grew up in Anchorage, and she. She actually dropped out of high school and went to Job Corps. Yeah, and got a, a wastewater <laughs> management certificate. That's a good program. So it is. When I got out of Job Corps, I went into the military and uh, uh, served uh, you know almost three years in the military and had a lot of experiences. I went yeah. to Korea, spent two years, eighteen months in Korea. Did you? And uh, a little bit of time in Hawaii and then got out and uh, worked. Just worked and raised my uh, met my wife and bought a house in Florissant and raised two kids. And, I lit my my first house with my wife uh, Christine. It was in Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. I was right off Hudson Road. Hudson, yeah, I know what it's at. And, you know yeah. that that uh, deli there. Sure. What was that deli called? Uh, Do you remember? I'll, I'll think of it. But right at Hudson and right. Elizabeth. Yeah, because I, I lived off of Elizabeth uh, for a while before I married my wife. I had a house uh, on Millman. Yeah. Uh, right off of there. So yeah. Uh, so well, a little forget. grocery store there. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. The name right there at the corner. And we, we'd get our we'd get fillets there, and it was funny because I remember when we moved in, we get like a a six or seven ounce fillet, right. bacon wrap fillet, right. four dollars. Yeah. And then a couple Try years it. later, it was a six ounce fillet yeah. for four dollars, and right. then it was a five ounce fillet for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. as we lived there, it kept getting a little smaller for the same price, but they were they were fabulous. But I loved it up there. Yeah. I loved it, and it would. It, when we started having kids, we, we decided. Because I grew up, you know, about sure. family. We were say in St. Charles for the last hundred and something years. I wanted to be out here uh, with the schools and such, but loved it up there. What did you love about being in Ferguson or the Florissant area? Uh, like I just liked the growth, the way things. Were, everything was. You didn't have to leave Florissant for anything. Everything was there. Every service. Every, you anything you need. Every service. Uh, yeah. Great community parks. Uh, the services we had. Uh, so that's why I kind of transitioned to here to Winsville. Is we want the same type of atmosphere here right. in Winsville. You don't have to leave Winsville for anything. But, uh, you know, as a business owner, I'm always thinking about what am I going to bring to the community? How right. can I, you know, what can sure. I bring to the community that we don't have? And it's interesting that you say that. And I know I'm jumping around, but that's okay. That's all right. That's right. But um, when I think about business, like what do I want to open next? It's always what service does someone have to cross a bridge right. to buy? Or what do you what can you what do you need to go to Chesterfield or Bridgeton or Maryland Heights for, living in St. Charles County, and that's the business that we need here. Right. Whatever you have to drive across the bridge for. Right, and we look for those opportunities, and Westfield's growing. People want to be here, so we're getting a lot yeah, of Winsfield. a lot of interest right now. Well, the growth is is incredible. I mean, everywhere in this area, but right. Winsfield has really done something remarkable with this whole Parkway. Right. 
So you, since you've been mayor, okay, so I am skipping around a lot. Sorry, guys. Right. But, but here we are back in Winsville. You've got uh, a wife and kids. Right. You're still with Schnooks. You're no, getting, no, I'm retired from Schnooks. Uh, oh, you're retired yeah, from Schnooks. I retired when I became mayor. Well, I, I mean, at, when mayor. you moved out here, you did. Yes. Yeah, you moved out here. You're still with Schnooks. And you're getting to know people in the community. You're just being you, right? Right, right. And then suddenly an opportunity to become an alderman comes up. And, right. and uh, do you, remembering back, what were some of the challenges back then that you thought were important enough to motivate you to give your time to the community? Because well, it's not, that's not a paid role. No, it is a paid. Uh, it's very it is you make about a buck and a quarter an hour if you're buck lucky. Buck and a quarter. Okay, well, <laughs> depends yeah. on how much time you put in. But uh, I got you. I, I put a lot of time in. I started coffee talk. Uh, it's called uh, coffee talk with the, with the alderman. Mm -hmm. Where I would have people come to my house and uh, talk about issues and that were concerning to them. So we started that, and then uh, I went to the subdivisions, talked to groups of people. I went to different uh, entities in the city, businesses. What what do you need help with? What's what's right. the biggest struggle for you? And uh, it kept coming back. The biggest thing was customer service responsiveness. Uh, they felt really? like their elected officials were accessible and responsive. So that was my goal, to be accessible. And so mm -hmm. I, my first election, I won by seven votes. So that was my focus. I promised, gave my word, that I would be responsive and I would be accessible. Mm -hmm. And um, when I ran for my, every two years was a two-year term, so I had to run for re-election. So that told me I was doing my job because the second time I won, the first time I won by seven votes, the same person I ran against, or ran against me that I beat in my second election and I won by like three to one. So yes, yeah, that, so that had to feel good. So that's, that's said, affirmation yeah, that you're on track with what you I kept promised. Keeping right. your word. So, so you're going to a homeowners association yeah, meetings. You're having the coffee talk. And what are some of the things that the community was addressing back then? This was what 2000 what? 2007 somewhere. And what was on the community's minds back then? Like the consumers' mind. What did you? Well, find? back then it was like we need we need this. We need more parks. We need uh, uh, more police officers. We need that, you know. Uh, Accessibility for, uh, 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 like, say, uh, entertainment venues, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, more housing, diverse, diverse housing, uh, traffic mitigation. You know, it was like traffic issues and road just improvements. Like all classic just growth all, issues. Yeah, just basic growth issues. So, yeah. So being one vote, I can only do one vote. So right. I would, I would bring things forward. But forty sixty one was a big issue with the yeah. tragedies we had on forty sixty one. So my commitment was to get that project done in two thousand twelve and and. Uh, how, how can I make that happen? Because you're talking about 16, 17 million dollars. Right. It's not easy to come up with that funding. No. And I thank the county council and Steve Elman for partnering with us because that's what made it happen. We got with MoDOT and they said we can't afford it. I said okay, well what if we put in four and a half million in the city? Right. And the uh, county put in some money. So it was a three-way partnership to make that overpass and make that happen, which made it much safer. So. Do you think that that's a unique quality of St. Charles County? Oh yeah. The cooperation. Absolutely. You couldn't ask for a better government uh, than, I believe, Steve Elman and the county council, Joe Cronin. He's been there for me, uh, for us out here with the growth area. Uh, Joe Brazel, all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Mike Elam, would, in partnerships and working with us to make things happen. So having those conversations, not you know, they're not always public. But, right. well, here's what we need. Here's what you need to do. And, and, and they'll take things back to their council and uh, and just working through that partnership with the, with the uh, MoDOT as well. So we have a good relationship. You know, they need help. We, this was within our boundaries, so we could justify the right. expenditure. Yeah, I find it interesting that, that, not everything, but most things, are what you want them to be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, if, if Modot, it, it would have been easy to say Modot can't afford this, right. so we can't do it. Yeah. 
people of you know good people of Winsville. We sure. can't do it. But you you, you kind of got to think outside the box, and that's yeah. really what I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what a good political that's a, what, what a good politician does. Well, it wouldn't have happened had we not had that agreement because we're the right. first ones that did that. When we they're like their eyes lit up when we told them we'll we'll partner, right. we'll come up with the funding. So they've never had it happen. So I think we're the first ones that I'm aware of that ever did that to make that happen. So um, I mean that overpass and the safety improvements and the cable barriers and you know we had a lot of state officials There's jump on board. A lot board. of infrastructure involved a lot, with a lot highway mitigation, planning and funding and all that stuff. So now was that all uh, Wentzville's uh, civil engineers that did that, or do you bring in state people? Or I guess oh no, MoDOT had the final say MoDOT, pretty much, yeah. but they all work together. Our our, yeah. our engineers, our uh, our people, and then. Um, uh, the people from uh, Elman's office, the county. Yeah. So all three of them worked on it together, the best solutions, and they bought into several different designs, you know, that I was privy to to see. And uh, at the end of the day, the, the best design was the one that won. And it wasn't the cheapest, but it wasn't about being cheapest, yeah. it was about doing it right doing the first right time. So yeah. uh, we all agreed, and we all had to agree before we went forward. So. So that's a huge achievement for for you yes. and your and your and your partners, your community right. leadership partners. Right. What's a, what's a, let me, can I ask you this? What's something that you wanted to get done that didn't get done? So far, nothing. The post office, they need a new post office. We were told, no, it's not going to happen uh, over and over. And I said, no, it is going to happen. So, so I, it's not even in my, it's not within our preview. I don't have no control over the post the postal office. Postal service, right. But I went out to uh, Congressman Lukemeyer. Yeah. We had meetings with him. He's federal level. So I said, I need help with this. My economic developer here at the time was Dan Lang, and uh, I said, Dan, how can we make this happen? Well, the, the issue was we had three different zip codes, you know. So we had to get all those zip codes in there to prove the post office that there is a need because they're just looking at 63385, not all the other zip codes. Once we got that done, then they said, well, wow, you guys do need a new post office. <laughs> so we, we got So it's really it was just, just a lot of planning. Yeah. That's, of, that's exciting, yeah. you know, just knowing you can get things done. So yeah. you got to feel good about that. Oh, yeah. And this here building here, City Hall? Uh, we had need a new city hall, so when I was on the board, previous mayor, they were planning on a $28 million city hall. And I, I kept saying, we don't need a $28 million. So we could do it for a lot less, $15 million, $20 million. So we planned for that. We put the money in reserve, 45% of our budget, and saved. So we paid cash for this building. Did no, you really? No bonding. There's no, no debt on this building? No debt. No debt. We paid the city cash. of Winsville owns this building we, free and clear. Yes, free and clear. That's powerful. Tax. And we took yeah. five, five buildings combined them into one. So... You save money on all those, all the maintenance of those buildings and the electric and utilities. So does the city own those buildings and you're, you're no, leasing we were them? No, you, you were renting. Yeah. You were leasing. Yes. Okay. So and now they're businesses. Now they're other businesses. That's incredible. So everything's here in city hall. You have a one-stop shop. You get court. You got your board meetings. You got uh, public works, uh, traffic engineers, all of our engineers, parks department, finance, procurement, all in one building. Yeah. The mayor. I'm here. Yeah. Well, here you are. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm sitting in the mayor's <clears throat> office. It's a great office. You got, you got. Uh, some family stuff. Yeah. You got the American flag. You got some photos and and looks like some awards and. Yep. I see awards. some bald eagles up there. What's <laughs> your what are those? Uh, just eagles I collect over the years. I got so, so many at home. I want to bring some in here to kind of make me feel a little bit at home at home because I, yeah. I love eagles. It's my favorite bird and uh, just uh, just want to decorate a little bit and so bought them with me i see a sign on your desk there right but we're sitting at his conference table and uh his desk right behind him it says it, it's a, one of those name tags and i probably your wife did that or one of your no, staff or city clerk did the clerk did it it's it, it says it's always something yeah so <laughs> because it is every it, day it's something new it's like when you get over one hurdle there's another hurdle yeah. to accomplish it how much of your day do you actually get to plan i, I spend seven days a week doing being mayor 
if somebody needs me for something, I'm there. If there's a meeting Sunday or somebody wants to be looking at a And that's not a or, job requirement, is it? No, no, there's no requirements. So there. one thing that I noticed about you, and you've got a great social media presence, yes. and, and people love you, and, and I yeah. love that people you know, love Some you. people, they beat me up a well, little time. I'm some, sure you probably They like to be mad at me when their things are going, and I understand it. I understand there's got maybe things in their life that aren't going good, and they want to be mad at somebody. That's me. I'm there. Well, you it's, can be mad it's at me. part of your care. job right. as, you know, leader of, of right. this this township per se and it's not a figurehead role for you is it no it's really you're active and and you've got a great social media presence you're out at ribbon cuttings you're out at business openings you're at meetings you're um you don't have to work that hard for your pay no do you no other mayors they don't have to do anything just show up well there are some mayors that are yeah they're they're figureheads maybe and they get the they get the tying vote yeah, but you most know. of our mayors are from St. Charles County. They're pretty active, too. They I mean, are. I don't know if they're as active as me, but I, I have great friendships with them, and I know they're very involved in their communities as well. Um, we've all won awards. I won award 2014 uh, for Best of Best from Streetscape Magazine. Mm-hmm. 2018, I won it from Post Dispatch. Mayor Pagano won it, I think, two years before that. I've gotten to know him a little bit. He's, since a I, he's, a good he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> since I opened the center in, in St. Peter's, I've gotten to know. He's a great guy. Yeah, great, guy. great dude. And yeah. some of the um, the uh, aldermen there, I've gotten to know a little bit, but I, I don't know them real well. And I don't really, I'm really never in Wentzville. I just, I just picked you as my first local <laughs> mayor because you got a great social media great. presence and you seem like a nice guy. But what do you love about being mayor? I'd love to see the accomplishments. Uh, since I became mayor, we've had three new parks, uh, Splash Station, Peru Hills Park, uh, and uh, Heartland Park. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to, uh, and that's not only me, that's working with the council, but we've been able to get uh, uh, all-inclusive playground, uh, Jake's Field of Dreams in that park as well. So we, everybody's included. It's a great. I, my heart aches when I go see, their, see the kids all get to interact with each other. Play. Yeah. Uh, Recreational Center, that was a big a big thing for me in 2016 people said we need a rec recplex and so we don't call it that so what's the recreational center right but it's under construction mm-hmm. hopefully opening we're looking to maybe august uh it's 98,000 square feet it has e-sports in it two pools wow um, it's got a walking trail a walking uh, track uh cardio room a daycare center a senior center mm-hmm. it's just to get that done, forty-two million dollars. It's not like we pulled it out of the air. You know? No, you've got so you've we had got to do justify some creative it. thinking, got, yeah. creative thinking to get it done, and uh, low cost, low impact. You know, yeah. no tax increase. We did a SID, which is a, which is a retail sales tax to pay for it. And, okay. Uh, uh, there were some people unhappy about it, but I think most people at the end of the day they wanted it. The majority, eighty-five percent of the people that fill out the survey wanted it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it can never please everybody, but no, I, my no, no. reward was to get it, and we got it. You know, so. The is eh, it's not a fair question, but I'll ask it anyway. That's okay. <laughs> is this a real political job? Not for me, because I've I've had the opportunity to run for higher office. Uh, we just had a state rep seat open up here. I actually uh, was asked to run for that. They polled me at like eighty percent. I could have won handedly. I like being connected to people. I've been up to Jeff City multiple times, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to get anything done. I've got six aldermen here. I can usually work with to get something done. Right. So. Uh, I've been asked to run for Senate uh, to replace Bob Honor, and it's not something I want to do. I'm just happy being mayor right now. Uh, yeah. Maybe it may not be in the future. I don't know. But right now, I'm just happy being mayor. And uh, I just want to – there's some other things I want to get done. Uh, when you were, were working in retail and management, did you 
did you want to be did you want to be in politics yeah I did I did want to want to be part of it part of the process make a difference uh, I didn't realize I'd be mayor uh, yeah. but when when I was alderman uh, farmer mayor him and I had a pretty good relationship and he was not going to run for re-election uh, and people asked me said it's time for you to step up you know and I thought about it and I thought long hard my wife said you know you're going to be attacked you know how politics get you seen out here and I said well you know what? I'm not. I'm just running a positive campaign in God's in God's hands. Yeah. If I'm the one He wants to be mayor, I'll be mayor, and uh, it worked How, out. How's your wife like being first lady of Wentzville? She doesn't get into politics. She's not involved. No, no. She's she'll see somebody say something negative on social media. She kind of grits her teeth. The hair goes. Raises up, hunches up on her back. It's just one percent that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you can't make everybody happy, but uh, but no, she 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 likes what I do. She says you're happy, and she's been very supportive. We've been married 45 years. We don't even we've never argued in 25 years, so wow, <laughs> everything is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. so she supports me 100 percent what I do. So let me ask you now. Let's just, just take a little little thought break here. So tell me about your family. Well, I got uh, my, like I said, my, my wife. Uh, we've been married 45 years. Her dad was my best friend. Uh, he kept asking me to take her out when he got out of the military, and I said, well, "She's just a kid. There's no way, you know. There's no way." But he kept bugging me, and you know, she turned 17, and I said, "Well, look, I'm five years older than her. I'll take her to show or something." So I did. Right. And, well, the rest was history. What'd you see? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you saw? Uh, I don't remember what I saw. I think it was no, it wasn't Rocky. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. I can't yeah. remember. Uh, she probably does so, but uh, yeah. I went to a movie, and then you know. A couple of weeks later, out to dinner, and her dad just kept, you know, my daughter really likes you, and I think you're a good guy. You know, I'd like to see whether so. That's what happened. So we had two kids, and uh, um, uh, now we got two grandkids. Yeah, and, uh, we've, nice. Uh, are, are your kids local here? They move? No, no, my kids are local here. My okay. my son's 44, and he still lives at home. Not awesome. married. He loves to stay home with his mom and dad, and that's fine with me. That's awesome. And yeah. My, my daughter just bought a house. Uh, the next subdivision over from me and my and for people walk listening who are saying you know man that, you know it's crazy 44 living you know what i've got an 18 year old son <laughs> and i'm not done with him yeah i don't want him to move i want yeah. him to go to college or do what he wants to do but i want him to stick around man <laughs> i love him well i like i like having my kids around too and he, he helps you know cut grass and we got an in-ground pole he helps keep the maintenance up and uh, yeah just he's just an all around good big help to me awesome and we go he goes deer hunting so i'll go with him i don't kill nothing i don't hunt but I'll go with him. Just, just be out in the woods. Just out in the woods with him, spend some time together, and like to watch nature. I take some pictures and stuff. But uh, uh, but yeah, we still have a good relationship, so it's good to have him around. What do you and your your wife do for fun, for entertainment? What do you guys do? What's your thing? Well, my big thing was I used to like to fly, but I don't do that anymore. You're a pilot. I used to. One seventy two Cessnas, but uh, don't do that anymore. It got too expensive, so kind of got out of that. And, uh, I play golf sometimes. So yeah. I'm not very good at it. I don't really enjoy it, but when, when, it's kind of a necessary thing. When did you thing. buy a set of golf clubs? <laughs> I, I don't have them anymore. I sold them a couple of years ago, but but I haven't played in a couple of years. But my brother-in-law is a fanatic, so when, uh, when he comes up, he brings an extra set of clubs, and he lives down at the lake. So when I opened my first um, Osteo Strong Center in O'Fallon, I I thought, well, I gotta, you know, it's time for me to get involved yeah. in the chambers and the community. I need to learn how to play golf. Yeah. So I took, bought some clubs, took some lessons. Went to the driving range, and I got to where I wasn't a hazard. Like, right. I could actually hit it somewhere forward, you know. Right. And I never played around a golf, and I, I still own the clubs. Wow. Yeah. It's good to have my I guess, but I got, I got rid of mine because I, I didn't. My son played for a while. Yeah. He liked it, but I told him he could have the clubs, and he just well, he had garage sale when they sold them. And, um, but there's always a golf tournament going on. Yeah. And 
if you're not at least halfway decent, it's embarrassing. So <laughs> the last time I played was at Whitmore, and the people behind me just said, just pick up the ball and throw it. Just throw it. <laughs> so that's that was it for me. I said, no more. So but, yeah, tell- really, that's all we do. We hang around with the kids and family. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes go up to Lake and Ozark, stuff like that. Yeah. But Get some vacations now and again. Yeah, once in a while we go to Florida. You yeah. know, it's, it's been about five years because my mother-in-law lives with us now, so we don't like to leave her by herself. Yeah. And she won't go to Florida. Well, it seems like you just you, you love your work. Yeah, I do. I love what I do. I put all my time into it. Yeah. And I got great staff here. I mean, it's, they're amazing. If you need something done, they can get it accomplished, you know. They're very good people, great people to work with. So tell me about flying. When did you start flying? Well, I started a... Uh, Right after, uh, I think right after we got married. I just, it was something I always wanted to do, so I bought uh, block time, and uh, I had my VA benefits, so I yeah. used some of them. And uh, it just got too expensive. My wife wouldn't go with me. Yeah. Uh, and I used to get aggravated and say, wait a minute, you'll go on a plane with two pilots you don't even know, with 300 people you don't even know, and full of luggage, <laughs> yeah. but you won't get in a plane with me. And yep. uh, she would wait at the airport for me to come back and land and do, you know, do my training, touch and goes and stuff. Yeah. You know? She would never get in with me, but I took some people that I worked with up and stuff like that. And yeah. It was fun, but uh, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah, expensive. It is. I started flying in 2020. Oh, I you still got your pilot lessons. license? Well, I just, I just started. Oh, okay. I, I, and I never... I got all the stuff right there. You, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to fly. I never had that dream. But um, with the pandemic in 2020... Um, you know, business dropped off. Right. You know, I had some I had some time on my hands. Sure. So I'm just just cruising the net, and I saw a Groupon yeah. for a Discovery flight. And I thought, well, that sounds fun. So I went up and just, you know, saw the, sure. you know, like your eagles. I went, we up at, at uh, St. Charles. We just went, we flew over Grafton. I saw some birds and saw the, the, the trees. And, the, and, and when we landed, Nick is crazy because everything, <laughs> everything was fine until we came into land. And the instructor that was with me was wonderful. But I saw that runway coming up at me. It wasn't that we were going down to it. I saw the ground coming, coming up, up to, you. to me. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh no. And it was thrilling. Yeah. And we landed and I signed up that day. And then three months later I bought a plane. And now I fly even now, three, four times a week, well, just for fun. Yeah. It's, it's what a joy. Hobby. It is. You know, plane, airplanes aren't that expensive to buy. No, maintaining maintaining them. Maintain them, the annuals and all that stuff though. Yeah, yeah. And fuel, fuel. Yeah, cost. fuel's crazy. Seven bucks a gallon now for aviation wow. fuel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and now my son's taking lessons, and so right. you know, it, it it's fun. It's a great hobby. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it's spendy for sure. Yeah. So, with with the expansion of Winsville, what are some challenges that you see coming up? What's something you can tell me about that you see in, from a vision casting perspective? Let's assume that you're <coughs> going to be mayor forever okay yeah. pretend you're going to be mayor forever okay what do you want to see Winsville become well Winsville being the fastest growing city it's going to continue to grow and I see us being right around 90 95,000 like O'Fallon St. Peter's because everything's coming this yeah, way yeah I think O'Fallon's like 92 92 something like that yeah. but I think we'll be bigger than that at the rate of growth we've had and continues uh the transportation is the biggest issue for me uh is uh we've, right now we've got 72 million dollars that's budgeted and funded so we're funded already it's ready just trying to get those projects going forward uh we put 20 percent of our tax dollars into it and then we get 80 percent from county road board cmac uh, uh, that's East important for people to know yeah. that when you're spending money and you have a tax le- or whatever it is I don't, I don't know how all that works but when you're taking taxpayers money right. the state's paying a big oh, chunk yeah. and even federal right. there are federal funds available yeah. so it's not the entire burden of the local taxpayer Correct. 
and we, we go out for you know uh, grants or anything, any kind of funding mechanism we can. But uh, we've got $72 million right now for transportation over the next four and a half, five years. So is you'll see a lot of improvements. Is any of that for that straightening out that? that S-curve? Yeah. That's, 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 totally that's all mode. That's totally separate. Separate. So separate. Wentzville isn't going to be paying for any of that? No, no. We did we did push on that for a long time because it was never in a 20-year plan. And I went before the Transportation Commission twice and spoke on how important that project was, as well as some others. And we've been pushing Steve Elman, a lot of us. It finally got a 20-year plan. It's finally got funded. So 23 is when we're going to start that project. That's strictly mode That's going to be, what, a three-year three -year uh, construction project? I think two to three years, two yeah. Two three years? Yeah. They've got to build a new overpass, a train trestle. Railroad's not putting any money into it. You know, right. They can't make them do anything. No. Very powerful, so they'll have to build a new train trestle and then widen it and tear down the other one, widen it, put the shoulders and extra lanes in. A lot of safety improvements. That's going to be outstanding. Yes, that's I'm going to be a forward. big deal for this community. Been a lot of accidents over there, a lot of deaths, yeah. you know, and it's not yeah. always the road. I, mean, I hate to say that because people get mad, but it's in attendance a lot. It of is it. a lot, not all of it, but a lot of it. There's been some DWIs, been some texting while driving, uh, not yeah. paying attention, and there've been some truck drivers too that have moved over during you know blinds. Blind spots moved over, caused accidents, but uh, but it needs it needs a lot of improvements. Are those plans available for uh, for people to see on the on yes the county, on the, the MoDOT website on the MoDOT website? Yeah. so people uh, can get on. We'll MoDOT. put them on ours as soon as they're finalized. Uh, you know their plans, but uh, gotcha. they're on MoDOTs and probably St. Charles County. So what about the expansion of the parkway south of Highway 4060? That starts or, next year. 40, or 70, I'm sorry, 70 yeah. right there. Yeah, that starts next year, the south extension of the parkway. And that's going to connect all the way down to that, that commercial area yes. where, um, I guess, the steakhouse is. Steak, the bluffs, yeah, it's the called bluffs, the bluffs yeah. area, right. Interstate Drive. Right. Yeah. So I'll connect it there, and it's Highway Z. We also have got uh, funding for Highway Z to widen Highway Z. Uh, much needed project there. Um, West Meyer's being done now. That's under construction. I just drove down West Meyer, and uh, my parents years ago lived in Forestdale, and I remember it was two lane. Right. Yeah. And that's beautifully expanded now. It's so expanded because yeah. of the school. They put a school in right. there, so we uh, moved that project up a little sooner than what it should have been. But uh, uh, then there's a new park out there too. Uh, the county bought Mr. Elman bought a uh, the county bought a park, 199 acre park. It's called Ogle, Oglesby Park. <clears throat> and so that's at the end of uh, West Meyer, and we got Rotary Park. So another great amenity to the community. Mm -hmm. You know, 199 acres. Of big what park. about a, a public airport for us pilots? It'd be nice to have. A, we had one here one time, a little strip. We got Greensfield. Yeah. It's pri or, it, that Greensfield is a public. And uh, right. I actually talked to Mr. Green. I called him one day, just out of the blue, and yeah. and you know I had a quick question for him, but we talked for about an hour. Great guy. But um, yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, one of the things that I love, and just as, a, as an aside, one of the great things about aviation, it's much like motorcycles or any other thing that you do with right. your boating. Right. There's a great community. And, you know, what we do is we fly somewhere and have a meal. Right. We do a fly-in or we have a, a car show, air show, or sure. stuff like that, right? right. Um, plugging my buddy, uh, buddies with Extreme Electric. They hosted a wonderful car show and fly in up at St. Charles Airport stuff like that right. and when I'm when I'm daydreaming you know I'm not a politician but when I'm daydreaming I think about things like that yeah. what are some um, what are some things that that the community can do to get more involved you know the people listening to this podcast mm -hmm. um, obviously the, the big ones are like you know don't don't complain do something like get a hold of your right. 
get a hold of your alderman, get you know, get involved. But what are some things that that, that you'd like to tell the community uh, about? You know, how, let, how do we make this a great place? Right. Well, there's some things I'm actually working on now. Um, we have the police academy uh, that you could join. You know, go through. We have CERT team, uh, citizens emergency response. We have teen CERT. There's several organizations you can be involved. There's a historical society. There's a, um, a community club organization. There's a Lions Club. There's all kind of organizations that you can belong to. But the thing I'm working on now is uh, I'm actually having a town hall on the 16th of July uh, at 9 o'clock at City Hall. I've got a lot of people said they're coming. So I'm having an overall general discussion about public safety, about what we're doing as far as MACTAC. MACTAC training as far as school safety for shoot mm. with the shooting in Texas. Huge issue. I'm trying right to be now. proactive and get ahead of it, and I've tried for years, but I'm always told stay out of my lane because the school's not my lane. But there's some point I said no, I'm going to get out of my lane at this point. So well, I did. That doesn't sound like that stopped you. No, it didn't stop me because I, some <laughs> I don't feel like nobody's doing anything, so we got to do something. Uh, yeah. So now they're having training. They've been doing training on this MACTAC, MACTAC, uh, the St. Charles County as a whole, and their response. Because what happened in Texas should have never happened, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I try to push this issue with the school district. I'm working with uh, a couple of the uh, board members. I've talked to a new superintendent coming in. Uh, dad's on duty. Uh, it's in Michigan. I think it's Michigan. Or I've heard Prince about that. To let volunteer dads come into school and walk the halls. and just the There'll be some training, some certifications There'll involved, be training and certification, background checks. But what know. dad wouldn't do that? I'm, I'm in. I would I'm do it. I'd do it. I'm, yeah, I would love to do it. Uh, right. But just that presence that showed showed me that it's reduced bullying, it's reduced uh, uh, incidents where kids are getting drugged in the bathroom, jacked up, you know, with other kids, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a big issue in Winsville, not just the schools, but in the community, bullying. And I'm talking about social media bullying. So I've been putting out a lot of information about bullying and what to yeah, look for. Yeah, I've seen that when I, when I, and that's why I'm doing it because I want the community to stop, knock it off, people, be kind. Right. You know, let's work together. I can't fix the world, but I can try to fix Winsville. Yeah, your, your local space, for sure. Yeah. So that's my big thing right now. My big challenge is get people to be more respectful. And you never know what somebody's going through, you know. So I'm, I'm respectful. Everybody's opinion, whether political, whatever side they're on, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. We just need to be respectful. Certainly not by arguing. No, that's, no. That's what, never what do you accomplish? Yeah. I mean. yeah. So that's my big goal right now is working on that to try to make our community stop the the, the, the bullying on social media, you know, you don't like somebody's opinion. I learned a long time ago, don't give them a stage. If somebody's being negative, don't talk to them. Don't respond. Let it go. That's then funny. Who they hurting. They're hurting themselves. They're not hurting you. Totally. One of, one of the things, I've, I've been a musician my whole life, and when social media came up, I learned really quick that not everybody deserves a microphone. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason that guy you know who comes up and wants to sing you know some skinner it's sure. like there's a reason you don't let him come up you don't give him the mic you know what i mean it's a good point yeah but everybody has a voice and and right. and, and ought to be heard right but delivering that message in a way that's 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 and this isn't even a word but that's hearable right you know right. and do you find when i was talking with mike elam I asked him, what's different now in politics than when you started? So I'll, let me ask you sure. that. I don't want you to tell. I'll tell you what Mike said, but I want to hear from you. When you first became an alderman and you, and you served the community, and then you stepped up and you became mayor, you took on that role, and now you're leading this arena, right. what's changed in politics? I think people become more involved, maybe, uh, more aware. 
which is good. It's a good thing to have engaged citizens make good government. Uh, you need to have checks and balances, people to watch what you're doing and, and be accountable. But but they're angry over really they don't some people get angry over it. they don't know the facts. Why why somebody voted for something, why this is why is this process the way it is or uh, and just 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 disagreement. When you're in politics you, you're elected to make a decision and you're not gonna make fifty percent of people happy. If you do, you're lucky. But somebody's gonna be upset about something you just you right. voted on, you know, no matter what. But your local government affects your daily life more than federal and state it really does yeah because you're here locally so and it's here. interesting that that people are more uh, in tune yes with, with national government than they are local and they really should be involved with local i government. agree i agree but what mike said was that what's changed like one of the things and i think maybe the conversation led itself to this but nick what he said was that he's noticed even since he's been in politics as a, as a county councilman that people have become They've just become mean. Mean-spirited, yes, yes. In a council meeting, somebody will will stand up and interrupt and, right. and verbally attack. Right. Like, start calling you names. It's, you know, forget Robert's rules of order. Right. But just vitriol. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, we have. We have. We've uh, seen it, and I watch every county council meeting, as a matter of fact, and I, I've seen that happen there, as well as O'Fallon. I watch all the school board meetings. If I can't attend, I watch them online, so I know... You know what's going on around me, uh, but I've seen what's happened here. Yeah, it's happened here. Somebody will call me out. Uh, I've had people say, "Hey, you should be impeached." These are people that ran against me and lost. Right. You know? right. So, uh, just for no reason, it's called political bullying because you can't respond when you have open forum. You cannot debate or discuss. So you have to sit there and eat everything they say and just you know what, swallow your pride and just move on because you can't argue and debate it. Uh, right. But it happens. It, it does happen. It's frustrating, but. Uh, uh, it's happened to us in our council meetings as well. Uh, not as often as it does in the county, but it has happened. I think city level, um, a friend of mine, I won't say who, but you know him, um, we had lunch last year and I told him, you know, I used to be involved in politics. I used to be politically active in my 30s, mid-30s, and, but it wasn't healthy. I was really, I was one of those guys. Right. Like I really, I was somebody who would just get defensive and and stand up for this and, and get heated. And, you know, I realized that wasn't healthy and it wasn't good for my marriage or my kids. So I just, I just dumped, I cut and ran. I didn't, I, I got out of political right. activism. And then four or five years ago, I became interested again, but with a new, more mature standpoint. And, um, and I've totally forgotten my point, but that's okay because <laughs> this is relevant. Uh, <laughs> just being real. But, being able to to make being able to 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 share oh i totally remember he said i told him i was i was inter interested in politics and maybe getting involved and growing in my in my now i live in weldon Springs, so i live in a wonderful community yeah the the mayor the staff Great there mine, is um, super super people through and through and um but a friend this friend said you know what if you're gonna get in politics he says if you don't have designs to go to state or national, stay city. Right. Don't go county. Right. <laughs> County's rough. It's pretty rough because there's so many issues. There's so many issues. I think COVID had a lot to do with a lot of issues that people were uh, upset about. You know, the mask mandates. We never did mask mandate. There was no mask mandate. So never. Not I once. couldn't understand why people were saying you had, Mr. Elman did a mask mandate. Well, he didn't. He never did. He pushed it off on us. He said, the gov if the mayors want to do it, well, I don't have the authority to do it, and I would have done it anyway. Uh, but... 
that's a personal choice. That was such a, a polarizing thing for ridiculous. a community. Yeah. And still, people are wearing masks, and now there's a, a kind of a resurgence of COVID again. We've got right. a lot of cases. Right. But, yeah, I think we did it right. I think so, from, too. I, mean, I think Elman nailed it. Yeah. He said, let, let uh, people decide what they want to do. And he, he did, but uh, somebody who was running against him was saying he did mandates, and the school did mandates. Well, the school, different entity, he did not tell them what to do. The health department did. Mm -hmm. So they followed the CDC guidelines. It wasn't Yeah, that's the school board. So I was like, and he had to sit there and accuse him of all this. And I'm watching him and going, no, he did not do that. <laughs> you don't no, understand but how it it's works. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. It's, you know. So people don't really understand. It's, it's, it's fr that's what's frustrating to they don't understand how the process works or what was done. Or instead of coming to talk independently, because I'm not sure Steve, if you called him and say, hey, I want to meet with you about this mess, he would tell you the truth, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they don't do that. They come to a county me meeting, and now they've got power because they could speak to you, but you can't say nothing back. So you can't. I, I didn't realize that. I didn't know you fair. couldn't defend. No, you, you, you just simply receive, and then maybe you can correspond afterwards. Yeah. Well, right? you have to, like your reports, like I got the mayor's report at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the agenda. Uh, you could respond there in your mayor's report, but by the time everybody's gone, so it's, and, it's and on the record. The issue is over. It's over. Right, yeah. Yeah, you don't but when there's a crowded house, they've got the stage. Uh, and you could, he could set up the agenda where he could have a rebuttal section after the open forum. I think we've considered that sometimes, but I don't really think we should get into debate or discussion. It's almost you know, it's, is it just more healthy yeah. to let him get it off their let chest? Let him get it off their chest. If and they're if they're interested in the rebuttal, they'll find right. it. Right. Yeah, because most of the time they're probably they're not interested in the rebuttal. They're mad about something they didn't. They don't have all the facts, and they you know they Google something and quote something out of Google. Yeah. Or, uh, but but people in general they just want to be heard. They want to be heard. And I know, like I said, some people are mad. I would rather you come and talk to me before you get mad. And right. Then, then if I'm wrong, then be mad. But don't so be mad when you don't know. If if somebody has a problem with something having to do with Winsville, what are the steps they should take? I get my phone number's public. You call me or text me, email Seriously, me. Seriously, they can just yeah. go straight to you. Yeah, come straight here. Come city hall. And you'll and you'll. I'll go meet them. Yeah. Because I was thinking maybe it's you know what, call your alderman. You know, get involved that way, or and yeah. you know step up and get involved. But I, that's pretty remarkable. They can just. Well, just, some of them don't. You know, some of the aldermen work. You know, like one's a police officer. So yeah. So they they don't know. They're not all retired. I think one is retired, uh, but they all have jobs, full time jobs. So mm -hmm. for them, it's not. Full time, uh, and it's not full time. I don't get paid. If I make a buck a quarter an hour, it's you know based on the hours I put in. Uh, but you don't do it for the money. But so the, I take the calls they don't take, and sometimes right. I'll see it on social media. Somebody complained about, hey, they didn't pick up my trash. And today. you might just step in or something. So I just step in and I said, they, you know, somebody said I didn't pick up. They didn't pick up my trash. So I'll, yeah. I'll, and I've seen that on Facebook yeah. where, you, and I love that about you. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk with, yeah. get on this podcast with sure. you, is because that. And you know, I know I, of course, this in this podcast is all about people who influence people, and right. and I think and for you listeners listening, you know, you you kind of before we started, you're like, well, why do you want to talk to me? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm it's, nobody special. It's like <laughs> you you are an influence, and people yeah. see that, and it and I think you nailed it. I think that's wise because you know yeah. it takes a it takes a humble person with a servant's heart to do this. Yeah, I've always tried to be a public servant more than a politician. I really don't like being a politician because that's you got to tell people what they want to hear sometimes, not what they need to hear. So I tell them what they, they might not like the answer, but I'm going to give them the truth, you know. Right. And uh, sometimes I've, I've mistaken the truth. I mean, I was told by my staff something, you know, and found out well that that was a mistake. It's not <laughs> have to repeal that one and right. put this up. But, you know, like, uh, 
water main break. Well, it affected this area. Well, it actually affected this area, but, you know. Yeah. Just well, that's just human that, stuff. This is human yeah. error, but it don't yeah. happen that often. It don't happen that often, but I try, yeah. to, I try to keep people updated. I share uh, information except police stuff, like police stuff's going on. You know, it'll be yeah. cops running a house or something. What's going on with that house? I'm not going to tell you about it because that's, that's up to the police. That's an investigation. So when they release that to me, then I would put it up. Right. But I don't put that up. But anything else that's going on, uh, you know, there's, uh, they're stealing gas because of the gas prices. Mm -hmm. So be careful. They're, they're starting to hit gas, right. you know, siphon gas. Well, we've uh, seen crime. How is crime in Winsville? Like, what's the state of Winsville it, crime-wise? Well, it's not that bad. I mean, we, we were, I think we we're third safest city in the state at one time. I don't know where we're at now. It keeps changing. Well, the county is incredibly safe yeah, in general. in general it is. And St. Charles is, I, I believe, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but St. Charles County is, I believe, the healthiest physically yes. county in the state of missouri and that's I, a big deal yeah 440 something thousand people are here and literally like physically health as far as like doctor visits right. and and obesity and you know diabetes all these health concerns sure. st charles county is really a healthy county and the things we have is small stuff people leave their cars unlocked and they, you know yeah. and most of the people they catch are people from outside the city right. they think they're easy targets so they uh car break in stuff like that but uh, as far as murders, anything like that, violent crime, home break-ins, we don't have a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, bullying is the biggest thing right now, I think, for me. It's just yeah, it's all getting the, people to kind of get along with their neighbors. The trappings of, of yeah. my social media and yeah. everybody getting a microphone. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what happens. You know, some <laughs> dog went to the bathroom in my yard. You know, talk to your neighbor. Right. You know? Yeah, go ask them not to. Yeah. Hey, um, what's something that, that professionally, something that, that keeps you up at night? Well, or does anything keep you up? Yeah, at pretty night? much. I don't go to sleep till probably one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about things that come up, and then I I make a lot of notes. You know, something will pop in my head about something I would like to see the city do, or something uh, the benefits of the community, and uh, so I'll make notes about it so I don't forget, and then uh, watch a movie for a while. But usually I'm in bed by I fall asleep by two, and I get up by four or five. Do you like I this sleep apnea? I got sleep apnea, oh, so I'm right? on a CPAP machine. But well, those really are help. cool now yeah, with Top Gun. I don't like them, but, yeah. I mean, you know, you yeah. Can. <laughs> it doesn't help much, but I, I, yeah, I get about four or five hours a night of sleep. But uh, I'm always, my mind's always wondering, you know, thinking of things. Well, it, how, it, how can I leave my mark? How can I do better? You know, what can I do to make Winsville a better place? And when, when I'm gone, people remember me for something. So, you know, there, there are a lot of ways to leave a legacy. Yeah. You know, you can leave a legacy of love you, sure. in your family, you can leave a legacy of finances. You can leg, leave a legacy of community engagement or a lot of things. What what do you want your legacy to be for the city of Winsville? What do you want, uh, you know, a hundred years from now when someone's going, oh man, let's look at you know, let's look at through all the mayors of the last hundred years. What do you want yours to say? Uh, they cared about the people. He was a mayor for the people. You know, I'm here for them. That's what I ran on. It was my platform, mayor for the people. So that's what I I try to hold myself to. And my grandkids live here. And when I'm gone, my names are on the parks, on the wastewater treatment plant, and be on the rec blocks, city hall. So I'm leaving something behind that yeah. I have accomplished. So the growth of the community since you became mayor, and I didn't know the former mayor, and let's just assume he was an awesome guy. Yeah. The growth of this community, a lot of it has to do with just our 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 county in general but there's been a lot of growth yes in your terms right. in, in your in your you know um while you've been mayor mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to say um 
what what has been hard uh, let me see what's been hard is the up and down with people move in from uh, they've been here maybe three four or five years and they don't like the growth you know then you got to people have been here for a long time why do you think they didn't like they didn't like us coming and changing our community so I respect their the old town Munsville, the, you know some of that history I respect that try to keep that in place without yeah. disrupting it uh, but people come here and like I've been here three years and uh, where's too much traffic on the parkway we don't need this we don't need that why are you proving another bank why I don't approve anything I, I don't even vote in a tie so the board approves it but I support it I'm the devil's advocate so I'll speak and if it's good for the city I'll speak in favor of it. and so, that's your opinion and my opinion. as mayor and that's try your to, that's your job yeah try to influence the board or guide them to what I think is best for the because they're looking at their ward I'm looking at the whole the whole city oh I lose something here no, we're good. We're still wrong. Okay. Yeah, I don't know I look at the whole city as a whole, not just the war as a war to boundary. So, you know, what's going to bring in revenue to the city? What's going to bring in revenue to help the city grow and keep, uh, you know, hire more police officers and public safety and all that? Um, uh, so, that gets challenging. Uh, when I first, when I was in Alderman, where people complaining because they said, "Well, we got all these empty fields. We need some more houses built." You know, we need we need this kind of restaurant. We need that kind of restaurant. Well, then you focus on bringing those in, mm -hmm. and when they're here, then there's people that don't want them here. They've only right. been here for a few years. You know, like, well, I said, well, you impacted the city. You, that was a field when you moved. Right. You know? That so was somebody, if, there, there were cows there, and now right. you're living there. Right. Right. So I don't think they get the concept. Of, uh, I, I'm a, kind of from the old school. If you if you own property, you have a right to develop it. You know, you have a right. To, a landowner has a right to sell it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what's being built there, then you buy it and you can do whatever you want with it. That's true. You know? We have a lot of freedom here. Right. A yeah. lot of freedom. So. so, But don't stop somebody else from building. You know, The the city limits of Wentzville contains a lot of open land. Right. Yeah. And are are you constantly thinking, wow, what could we bring in? Or, um, you know, right across from your, we're looking out your window sure. in your office right now and there's some large lots. We've got some commercial space. I guess this is We've got subdivisions, but we've got a large tract of land here. Are you constantly thinking as mayor, like, well, what are we going to do with that? Is it, is it a strategy for right. you? Are you thinking strategy? It is for us as staff. We have a land use plan and a comprehensive mm -hmm. plan, so all that's all set up. What it's zoned for certain businesses. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we're constantly reaching out to those. We're trying to get a Dunkin' Donut because that's what people ask for for a while. So hopefully we get. I hear the close. coffee's good. Yeah, the coffee's real good. But I'm not sure about the donuts, but <laughs> we'd love to have a Dunkin' Donut here just because people want one. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're always looking at what I, I watch social media and I hear we want this, we want that. We want so if I hear it enough, I know that's something I need then to focus on. Then you need to start on. thinking about it. If yeah. it's just one or twice, it's not priority. So I try to get with my people to let's focus on trying to get this here. Uh, but yeah, we do have a lot of open land, and uh, uh, but farmers own this land, and you know they're profiting off it. The properties went up so much that uh, they, they want to sell it. Yeah, so, now's a good time if you're if you're getting right. old and. And you don't want to, you know. Enjoy your life, you know. Yeah. Spend that money, enjoy your life. Go take a trip around the world. For sure. Now, how long do you want to be mayor? Uh, people could fire me every four years. <laughs> so Will you keep going? If people yeah, want you to do yeah, it, you'll I keep will. going? I enjoy it. I mean, I think about Don Licklider, right? Yeah, yeah he's I been mean, he's, time. He takes a licking and keeps ticking, right? And right. and you know what? He's an amazing man. He is a good friend of mine, and he's got a heart of gold, and he's hard, hard for the people, and uh, just a great guy. Um, I'm blessed to know him. You know, I truly am. Uh, but I've, I've got a lot of friends. I mean, Bill Eigel and you know, senators up there, uh, Jeff City and uh, Brian Spencer. And, 
uh, Robert Conejo, he was a, a rep, so a lot of connections with a lot of mm -hmm. people. Endorsed a couple of judges, guys running for judge. and So I built a lot of good relationships. Got a great prosecutor here, Tim Lomar, one of the best. Amazing. He is an amazing guy. He so is, we're blessed to have him. He is a diamond. Yeah, that's why we sure. don't have crime. That's why we don't have I know. Crime. He's he's <laughs> tough, and yeah. he's he's just a good guy. He is super He good. gets it. Yeah. So and he's got a lot of respect out there from the officers because he don't, he don't play around. But, uh, yeah. but I think in all in all, we got a, we got a great guy. As long as people want me to stay, I will stay. And I just hope that whoever takes my place in the future would continue to do what I do, at least be responsive, get out to the community, you know, uh, be there for the people. What's something that people misunderstand about your role? Uh, they think I'm responsible for the school district. I'm in charge of the fire district. Those are separate government entities. I'm in charge of MoDOT. <laughs> Uh, I'm not the, you know, not the mayor like mayor of New York or something. Right. Like. So what uh, are you so in charge of in Minnesota? The city, basically the city overall. But the fire district's a separate government entity. The school district's separate. I have no authority over them. In the library district and the, uh, uh, the uh, community college, that's all separate. Uh, the post post office that's separate. So I'm responsible basically for public safety for all those other entities. Right. Uh, right. And uh, I do take it very seriously. I uh, sleep, stay up at night when it happened in Texas and Sandy Hook and all that. We, we constantly have meetings and uh, right. And I keep on my chief to keep continuous training and you know uh, always. Be I don't know alert. the. I haven't met with the the police department here, but I but I'm involved with chamber in the chambers with uh, the uh, John Squared with the fire department. Yeah, John Steiner. John, great John, guy. John great and John, guy. John yeah. Schneider, John Little. Went yeah. to high school with John Little. Oh, did really? Yeah. Yeah. So they we, came from my area from uh, Blackjack back in the day, and I was in Florida. Yeah, great guys. Yeah, they are. So they got a great operation there. Yeah. If what's a what's what would you consider as mayor, if you want to answer this, if okay. you don't know, what your biggest failure? Uh, or do you feel like you've really had any? Like because it sounds like you've just you've accomplished your goals. I mean, have you had a failure? I would say, I guess my my wife always says you want everybody uh, to like you, and it's not going to happen. And that's my biggest failure, I think. I, like, I, I don't have everybody. <laughs> and there's always yeah. a group or a small percentage that you could win it. Like my wife just says, they could win a million dollars and they complain about the taxes. And, right. You know, but you've done everything that you can for people, and sometimes people don't appreciate it. And, well, and that's my biggest failure is why, what do I have to do to get through this to everybody? I don't want just, I want us to be, <clears throat> I want us to be a community of, uh, you know that I'm incl everybody's included. I'm not yeah. waiting anybody out. But if you're going to attack me over something, you know I have a, my own personal social media. It's my own personal page, not a city page. Mm -hmm. I will take you off that page. I'm not going to have negativity on it. Right. You know, right. I just don't allow it. I just don't allow people to attack other people. What's the biggest compliment you've received as mayor? <clears throat> that I've made a big difference in Winsville since I've been here. They've, they've contributed success to me becoming mayor. I mean, I had no opponent last time, and people came to the polls and said, I know you don't have an opponent, but I want, you sh I want to show you how much I support you. Yeah. And that meant a lot. That's a big deal, because I know with, with if you don't have an opponent, the, a lot of friends will, will just be like, yeah, it's a slam dunk. Right. Well, right. maybe there's a bunch of right. Who knows? No, I won by, more than, I won, I won by more than when I won mm -hmm. when I had an opponent. It was, like, it was unbelievable, and it meant a lot to me. This touched my heart. What did you love about – or do, do, let me ask you this. What, what did you take from – running the meat department in leadership because mm -hmm. leadership is leadership right at the end of the day it, a good leader can run 
many different things. Right. What did you take from the leadership uh, in the supermarkets to, to your role here with Mayor, as mayor? Customer service. It was yeah. customer service yes, and working all. with people. Different personalities. I had different personalities where people would fight or didn't get along with each other um, for whatever reason. Guys going through divorces, you know, women going through divorces. I always took the time to listen to them. If they had a problem, I'd take your time off. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll do your job and my job, you know, but do what you need to do. So working with people to give them that, you know, time to heal whatever they're going through and uh, yeah. connect them with resources. Sometimes they trusted me to talk to anybody else about it, but they trusted me to talk to me about it. And I would give them advice, you know. I don't know if it's the right advice, but I think this is what I would do. And it, I guess it's kind of worked, I guess, because they've took the advice and uh, they're in a much better place. Yeah. So just working with people, I think that uh, it's important that people, they want somebody to talk to. They can't talk to somebody at home or they can't talk to a family member about certain things. So uh, if they trust you enough not to divulge it, they'll talk to you. And I've had people here in the community talk to me about certain things, you know, that uh, trust me to talk about them, connect them with the right yeah. resources to try to help them resolve the problem. I found that as a business owner, my role is, you know, because my staff does most of the work, right? right? Um, but my role is often, you know, counselor, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's not always, you know, it takes me X amount of hours a week to do my job. Sure. And I still work. I work. I have to work. Everybody's got to work. Right. But... You know, when it comes to our members and it comes to my staff, it's often just just listening. Yeah. People just want to be heard, you know? Yeah. They want to uh, be heard and feel some empathy. Yeah. That you have some empathy for them. You're not just uh, getting them lip service. You know, when, yeah. they, when my people hurt here, I hurt. I really do. I mean, just think, I mean I've, I've done a lot of fundraisers for kids. A uh, little boy had cancer. A uh, lady gave me $5,000 to shave my head so he could go to Disney World. Yeah. Uh, we gave him money. The fire department was there. They raised money. We well, sent that kid to Disney World. So, I mean, I'll do anything I can to help somebody else. Yeah. You know? Well, Wentzville, one of Wentzville's crown jewels is the Child Advocacy Center. Yes. Yeah. Been to all their functions, all their uh, pinwheels for prevention, and um, the Child Center uh, Gala. Yeah, like the Gala that. every so, year. Yep. And uh, whenever I have the mayor's meeting, I always, you, you pick your favorite charity. Um, and the mayor's all put 20, 10, you know, dollars, whatever. You might raise another 50 bucks, you take it over there. Too. Yeah. So I've done that. And also the, the uh, mayor's ball, we've given money yeah. for the mayor's ball. Uh, we had dancing with the mayor's a couple of years ago. Was, did you, was that fun? Or was that it was awkward? the most embarrassing thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> Can you dance? I said, never again. No, we took lessons and everything. <laughs> did still. you really? My wife said, I've been trying to teach him for 30 years, and he's not going to learn. So I got two left feet. So, But uh, it was that a great awesome. fundraiser, though. We, uh, we were able to help a lot of, a lot of charities. What's something I don't know, I don't think I asked you this. What's something that surprised you about this role? Like because you weren't a mayor, but yeah, no. I mean you had relationships right. with the mayor as right. an alderman. But yeah. what's something that really surprised you about this role, good or bad? Hmm. I would say nothing bad. It was probably all good, but a lot of restructuring. We had a lot of uh, boards. I would say I had bad boards. But it depends on how you define bad. But when I ran in 2012, the board was supporting another candidate for mayor. So they were they actually sent an email out that I wasn't going to accomplish anything. They were standing in my way, keep me from accomplishing anything. And uh, I got a copy of that email from somebody that was a supporter of mine, but also friends with them. So, uh, so I told them all. I said, "Look, you're gonna. I got to fill my seat. They wouldn't approve my appointment because I had a year left on my seat. Mm -hmm. I became mayor, and they wouldn't approve my appointment to that seat. They didn't want somebody I put in there that would agree with me or give me any kind of support. <laughs> wow. So it was a yeah, it was a bad it was a bad year. So the, yeah. I mean, the staff was quitting at an alarming rate. 
really? because of some of the policies they were put in place, it was just dysfunction. So I said, look, you guys, I'll tell you right up front, you can be part of my success or part of my failure, right. but you're not going to stand in my way. I'm going to get things done with or without you. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, I got some goals, and here's a couple of my goals. You'll be part of it, or I'll do it without you. Did you win some over? I did. I did, a few of them. Uh, and uh, like I said, staff, uh, I actually went on a campaign against some of them. And uh, got him off the board. And people, I told people that I need to, I need some yeah. board support me. Not that I need to be yes people for me. You know what I'm saying? But I need support. I can't get nothing done without right. without working with the board. They're working against me. Yeah. And it was all political. It was because I wasn't their choice right. for mayor. Uh, they were looking for ways to impeach me and everything else. So it was, it it was seemed, a bad, bad two years. It seems like at a city, at a city. I mean, everybody has opinions, yeah. and you need to have opinions, or you're not getting anything done. Right. But do you find yourself? Are you? Do you claim a political party? No, we're nonpartisan, so we don't claim a political party. As mayor, you don't. Right. But do I lean? Yeah. Yeah, I lean R. You know, I lean yeah. R, but I represent everybody. But I'm labor-friendly because I've been in the union for 43 years, so there's a defining line there. Um, you know, but I'm pro-life, you know, mm-hmm. pro-Tenth Amendment. I mean, certain things I won't bend on. My, I'm Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. um, certain things I won't bend on, but I also agree with some of the things on the other side not many yeah. but not many but some and uh well it's, sensi- it's sensible to listen at least, if nothing else right. but yeah your job is to form an opinion and right. put and 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 champion that opinion right? right right that's your job right so how if so i'm asking this kind of selfishly sure because um getting involved wanting to get involved politically i thought it would be kind of stupid for me to run for something Right. Because I haven't been involved at all, <coughs> so I joined a board right. in Weldon Spring. That's probably the best way to get involved. Uh, right. Is it the best way to get involved? Like it's it's a way. It's a, a way. way. Yeah, it's a way to get involved. If uh, like a, like planning and zoning or something. I mean, well, parks and rec. You know. Yeah, yeah that's. I, I look through the list and I'm like, sure. well, where do they need somebody? Right. You know. And I walked up and talked to a, with um, the uh, community. Uh, liaison and I'm like, where, where, where do you need some help well we need it here so i thought well i'm going to get involved and because I, I thought that would be a great way to get involved to see the lay of the yeah. land but what other what other ways are like are there some holes right now that people could step up into well we always have openings on planning and zoning i take applications for the planning and zoning board of adjustment uh, parks board there's always vacancy every year yeah so i appoint those people the board can approve or not approve uh, but yeah, that's, that's one way to get on a board. But to get involved in the community organizations is another way. Uh, you know, um, run for run for a local government. That's another way. But you got to know what you're getting into because it's right. like, you, it says part time, but it's you really put a lot of time into it if you uh, if you really want to do it right. You know, and it's a lot of meetings and a lot of uh, a lot of reading reading on documents and research and staff does most of it. You know, as far as the they make recommendations, you trust the recommendation, we do all that. And, um, but there is a lot of a lot goes into it. You get calls in the middle of the night, my street ain't plowed, how come my street's not plowed? They'll tell them, call the mayor, you know, so I bet his street's plowed. No, it's not. <laughs> it's probably it's, not. Mine's the last one. Get, <laughs> right. My neighbors get punished because I'm the mayor. Right. <laughs> I, so, I always tell them, don't do, don't do us any favors. Do right. it on a schedule. No, put me last. But stuff like that, my yeah. trash hasn't been picked up, uh, you know, this and that, uh, you know, somebody speeding down my street and all that, you know. So they'll send emails to the police chief to put more enforcement out there, but uh, it, it's uh, it's time consuming. It really is. And, uh, being mayor is even more so time consuming. I got to keep up with the board, and 
what they're doing. Yeah. They're all going different directions on different projects they want to do and stuff. So. A good friend of mine in the O'Fallon City Council, and I won't name him, okay. but you probably know him, but a good friend. I asked him when he, uh, after he was elected, I said, so, I said, so, I, I guess he was, he had been in for maybe a year. I said, so, how, how do you like that role? How do you like, the, you know, being on, on, on the city council? He says, well, Mike, he goes, I've always been, he goes, I, I'm a blessed man. You know, I've always gotten along with people. I never had an enemy in my life. I've just, you know, I've always gotten along. I just, he goes, but. I'm just, I've, I'm not, what's hard about it is I'm not used to being hated. Yeah. Because I've never in my life <laughs> been hated. Yeah. Until I took this role as city councilman. And yeah. now I've had death threats. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can't even imagine that. Now, if someone is, aspires to be in politics, in order to be effective, you're going to have to put yourself out there. Yep, your family and yourself. And yeah. The, what they don't know to make up, you know, but uh, people just like to spew hate and not everybody I've been blessed here in Wentzville it's not been that bad but we've had I mean I had 6,000 emails at one time hate mail phone calls of threats when we put in God we trust in City Hall yeah and, uh, that went national uh, Laura Ingram called me to be on her show and that was pretty uh, pretty intense uh, my wife said you need to carry and I said no uh, I trust God I, I don't need to carry I'm, I'm protected so it was people from you know all different states, countries, and wasn't even coming from Winsfield, but 900, 800, 900 people showed up here to support me. <laughs> yeah, it was paid for with uh, private funds, not tax dollars, and right. it was, we went through the process. It's our national motto, and anyway, it was pretty intense, and we had several large crowds at our meeting. Maybe five people opposed, didn't even live in Winsfield, and, yeah. uh, but most people are, are, are in favor of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was probably the biggest stressful time in my life that I went through, I guess. When it comes to your day-to-day, -day, you know, tell me about, you get up, you, you read, you, what do you do? What's your, what's your day look like? Like uh, any given Tuesday, just yeah. random day. Just and I know they're all different, but. Yeah, it just depends on what's going on. Sometimes I have multiple maybe ribbon cuttings or go out to businesses, see how they're doing, is there anything they need or any issues. Um, come in City Hall, check my mail, just get with staff and have updates on what What's going on? What's coming? Is that daily? Every day. Come, I'm here every you're day. You're here every day. Every day. And you don't have to be. No, I don't have to be. No, but I come every day. And I'm emailing constantly. If, I, if it isn't staff, it's a, citizens in the city about issues they see or something uh, something going on about speeding or, I don't know, whatever, trash wasn't picked up or recycle yeah. wasn't picked up. Uh, just whatever issue they have. Uh, a lot of emails, different organizations. And then I have the mayor's uh, monthly meeting we have. And... Uh, uh, meet with county councilmen on a regular basis and um, just oversee, look at projects, where we're at on projects, put out information to the public. Um, some days when I just, nothing to do, I just drive around subdivisions, I see somebody out, park my car, and I got my signs on it, it says Mayor Nick Kajani. Yeah. I saw that I parked uh, next to you. Well, I got a bigger sign than that, but I put it on the bigger one because people, and I'm glad they do that, they don't, they say black car drive around and they're like, some weirdos driving around, you know. So the police have pulled me over a couple times. And, oh, it's just a mayor. Put something <laughs> on your car, will you? But I drive around and I'll talk to people. I'll get out and say, hey, how's your day? How's it going? What do you think about what's yeah. Is there anything I could do better? Or is there anything you see them I could address? Or, you know, how's, you know, our taxes are high, but that's the biggest thing I hear. But it's not our taxes. We have not raised taxes since I've been in office. Yeah. We've reduced property tax twice, but the school's got three tax increases, the fire. Yeah. 
the ambulance, which I support, uh, you know, the county library, the county uh, And that's college, all outside of your purview? All outside of our purview, but we have not raised tax. We get a very small portion. Most of ours are high resale sales, sales tax, but that's way before me. Mm -hmm. Some TIFs and SID, uh, NIDs, uh, our TDDs were on the parkway to get that developed years ago, way before me. But, yeah. And they'll expire eventually. But, uh, but uh, other than that, that's probably the biggest thing uh, people complain about is uh, traffic and taxes. Yeah. And their assessed value is going up because the property values are increasing. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to take the, the bad. Good. So do you, get, are you, do you find yourself... Um, are you more productive in the morning, afternoon? When do you get your most? When do you get the best of your work done? Probably in the morning. Is it? Yeah, mornings. Yeah, in the afternoon. I'm ready to take a little nap or yeah. go home and get some meat because I only eat one. <laughs> I only eat once a day. I try to lose weight, so yeah, <laughs> have lunch and go home and uh, catch up on emails or see how the grandkids are doing. Spend half the day with the grandkids, and you know, we got a in-ground pool in our yard, so they come over every day and swim. If you could start a business in Winsfield. What would it be? I think it would be an Italian, nice Italian restaurant, to be honest with you. You know what? There's, there's some, but not enough Italian restaurants. My cousins, um, uh, Jill Ruggieri. Ruggieri, oh, okay. Owned Ruggieri's yeah. out here for years. And yeah. then they, they closed that and went downtown. And uh, now she works over at uh, Twin Oaks, is that it? Yeah. Twin Oaks, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tim amazing. Lyle, great facility. guy. Yeah. Good people. So, um, but they had the, they had Ruggieri's here. Happy darn. And that yeah. was a great yeah. restaurant. But yeah, you need it. Didn't nice. Rizzo's take that over? Was I think, I don't, I don't remember. Rizzo's don't remember. got, it. I mean, Rizzo's is pretty good too, but there's really not a lot of good Italian pasta houses out here. But, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So I think that would be one of my things I would open as a, but at my age, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go in business. <laughs> Somebody else take the headaches and worries and. Any, well, I case. mean, you're running this. This is this is the largest business in Winsfield. Yeah, it is. It and is. you're you're running it. Well, I got great people. Huh? You got staff. Yeah. yeah, I got a great city manager. Well, that's what a great leader says. Yeah, yeah. is they give the credit to their staff. Yeah, that's true. It's what uh, are you? You read books? Are you a reader? Uh, depends. Yeah, I haven't spent too much. I got a lot of books up there, but it just depends. I don't. I read mostly city stuff, mostly yeah. governmental stuff, or what's going on politically or stuff like that. You know, watch a lot of uh, social media stuff and. Uh, just yeah. got a video on Eric Wright and something about this rhino gun thing. I don't know. Somebody just sent me. So yeah, they wanted my opinion on it. I haven't given an opinion yet, but uh, mostly just most mostly city stuff because we have strategic planning session, and so we set our goals for the next five years. And you know, so I keep trying to keep track of all that stuff. Yeah, where we're going and what I'm going to bring up in the next board meeting, and you know, I look at the agenda. What's what's going to be controversial? What's not going to pass? What's going to pass? I know how I could read the board, you know, so I know how they vote, <clears throat> for the most part. But I don't influence their vote. I mean, their vote is their vote. Yeah, well, you, you get to know people and yeah. what they what they stand for. Right. Yeah. And you want? Um, do you do you enjoy um, opposing opinions? Do you enjoy those discussions? Yeah, I do like to have those debates. Yeah. You know, because there's different. Uh, sometimes a council member might say something to change my mind. My mind, you know, something I didn't think about. But yeah. Uh, for the most part, I've, I've done my research, and uh, sometimes I think some of the comments they might make might not make sense to me. So I'd like to hear from them, you know, why mm -hmm. Why do you think that that makes sense to yeah. turn on a business or something? That's not a good enough reason for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, do you think that you always had that ability, that discernment, and, and that did you always welcome the dissenting opinions in yeah, leadership? Yeah, I've always had. Yeah. I've, never had a, I've never had an argument with anybody over 
their political views or their opinion, you know. Um, I respect it, okay. And they're not gonna change mine, I'm not gonna change theirs, but yeah. um, they make me think food for thought, you know. I mean, it's like I was raised Catholic, I'm not gonna change my religion, you know. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on things, but uh, I try to, I do try to be open-minded, you know, to different people's opinion and, yeah. and why. And if they could prove something to me, then. Well, okay, well, let me ask you this. What's something that you changed your opinion on? Uh, I'll say probably there's two things, golf carts and fireworks. I was but, opposed to fireworks when they board passed. In, in city limits? Yeah, when the board passed it because a lot of, uh, a lot of people uh, complained about it. It was a big complaint you know, about fireworks. People were doing it anyway. It was really hard for the police to uh, enforce. You know? Yeah. So they pad the board. Somebody brought it up, one of the board members, and we allow them. And I, uh, I vetoed their decision. And then I heard from a lot of people who were upset about it because they thought they should be allowed to shoot them. And I said, well, you know, if we could set a parameter of two, two days, and if people would follow that parameter, it would probably be better than five or six days. Right. Otherwise, so we worked together to get that accomplished, and we set up two days, the day of the third and the fourth. And I'll tell you what, it's worked out. Has it? People, people are respectful been, of that? majority of the people have been yeah. respectful. Well, you always get the one. You always get the few, but, yeah. but, there's, but there's county pockets of St. Charles County. In Winsfield, there's little pockets. So they could do it for five days. So people think it's Winsfield, but it's not. It's actually that pocket. So we get calls about that. It's kind of it's illegal there, but that was one of them. And then when the uh, golf carts was bought up, uh, I was concerned about public safety with that, with kids riding them, underage kids, and so, which they are. We've had issues with yeah. them, but but uh, overall, it's it's working. So it's working. you allow those on cities on, on city limit streets here? Well, is there like, what are like 35 miles yeah, an hour under or something like that? Under, yeah, 35 or under. You can't get them on the parkway or not. But subdivision. And you have to be a licensed driver. Right. They have to have blinkers and Correct. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's worked out, but we do yeah. still have parents that let their kids. 14, 13 years old, take out the golf cart. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah it happens, well. but percentage-wise, not. but there's still people speeding. If you look at it that way, I look at, well, you have a speed limit, but people still speed. Just a small percentage. Most people follow the rules. Not everybody, but most of them do. Yeah. What do you love about this area? Have you, have you lived anywhere else? Uh, well, you're in the military, yeah, so you did that. But Korea. Yeah, Korea was a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii for a while, but uh, uh, I lived uh, born in a city right across the street from Sportsman Park, right next to YMCA. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, so uh, you're a lifer in this region, so yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And we had a tornado down there when I was five years old and tore the house up. Wow. And we moved out to uh, uh, the Delwood area, Delwood, Ferguson. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I went to the military and came out. I moved What'd you do in the military? I was in communications. 31, right. I was a 31M20, 31 Lima, and Bravo. So linemen, communications, uh, set up radar and all that stuff for all the bases, all the communication. <coughs> Those radios were six, seven foot tall, now they're little compact things. <coughs> if you could have coffee with anybody any historical figure, who would you want to sit and have coffee with? Uh, John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan. What would you ask them? <laughs> um, I would ask them a lot of uh, why this, why that. I don't know, just general conversation, how they got into, you know, how they worked their way up to being president of the United States. Was it worth it when they got in? Um, 
uh, you know, Kennedy was connected to some bad people, I guess, when he got elected, if I'm not. Mm -hmm. But Reagan was probably uh, one of our better presidents, I think, in, uh, in my era. Um, so I don't know. I'd, I'd just jump on conversation. I wouldn't, nothing specific I wouldn't ask him. Uh, I'm not never looking to be president, so I should have started years ago if I wanted to. <laughs> are, <clears throat> but, you, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Or somewhere in between? I think probably in between. Are you? I think it's the best place to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. If you had to write a book tomorrow, or what would the book about your life, what, what would you call it? Hmm. The Ups and Downs of Politics. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah that's, um, yeah, it probably would be. I'm sure everybody in politics could tell you that or got, get involved in some kind of government because, uh, like I said, everybody will tell you the same thing. You know, they know so could be so volatile. You get in there with the right reason to do the right thing. You've got a heart to do some good things, and then uh, you uh, you realize you're not going to make everybody happy. And I knew that going in. You're not going to – it's just not going to happen. I don't care how hard you work at it. It's not going to happen. But you do your best. Uh, but it just gets – it gets frustrating sometimes, I think, when people go in with that mindset and they're – constantly follow the money you know they're corrupt right, they're taking, right. Well, you can't make that statement when I'm, show me where, where we're getting rich you know I'm driving to 2008 right. Impala you know I know what, you know what state reps make uh, yeah and and it's not you know there's no money there. there's no money there it's uh, yeah it's a tough job too it's uh you know making decisions you're not gonna make but you follow your party party platform that's what you ran on and that's what you got elected to do yeah you know, so so if if you obviously don't need to do this. No. So if somebody, if you won ten million bucks, you would you would you still, I'd do, still it? do it? You still do yeah, it. I would still yeah. do it. I'd take that ten million. I'd, I'd stimulate my economy and help people. You know. You can open an Italian restaurant. I'd open an Italian restaurant. And I would help people that are really struggling out there right now. It's a tough time with gas and you know taxes and everything else hitting people. And uh, I do my best to help the people that deserve to be helped. Uh, give yeah. them a hand up, a hand up, not a hand out, but uh, you know, uh, just try to help people. That, does Winsville have um, a homeless population? We do. Yeah, it's not a large, but we do have. Uh, yeah. I'm on the board actually for First Step Back Homeless with Paul Cruz um, a Ministry. Um, so I serve on that board, and uh, we have a budget in has they house a lot of the homeless there. Uh, he pays, you know, the hotel. He gives them a buys them a car to get to a job, and uh, we do we help get them jobs, get them on their feet, and stuff like that. But uh, we do have a small portion here. It's not. And I know they're working on something in St. Charles County. Have a try to get a homeless shelter in St. Charles County, mm -hmm. and uh, we have coordinated entry, which the city gives them some tax dollars for helping with the population out here. So it helps us keep them off the street. Coordinated entry, you mean for, for directly for homeless people? Yes, for homeless people, okay. so there, especially there in the winter time. There's a budget for that. There's a, a budget for that. Yeah. Gotcha. But I'm sure it's it's probably not enough. It's not enough. Every yeah. community contributes to it. Yeah. You know? and oh, then they okay. get they get like grant money too as yeah, well. Yeah. And stuff funding. No, with the and I know I'm all over the place, but this just came to mind. Um, with the Port Authority mm -hmm. coming to St. Charles County, which was mm -hmm. a really interesting thing. Right. Have Have you? Is there a benefit to the city of Winsville for that? All right. We, we haven't seen it yet, but I think there is a benefit. Yeah. You know. Nothing we've been involved in, I'm aware of yet. But, uh, and if you're listening and don't know what, why, you know, Wentzville could benefit from a port authority, look into it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. It's the first time I've ever got involved in one, so I really never know how they function or work. But, yeah, we don't really uh, have a port. Yeah, know? we don't have a port. And that's what I thought it was, was a boat. We have this big shipping yard somewhere. But, right, no, it's not that at all. Yeah. 
Well, I, I appreciate you just taking your time. Um, we just, just have some fun questions. Sure. Um, what'd you have for lunch? Uh, just uh, bacon, egg, and uh, cheese sandwiches. If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Artichokes. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That I love artichokes. That doesn't sound fun yeah. at all. <laughs> you ever have a stuffed artichoke? I have. From my I mean, it's good. Yeah. My she had a special, mem- uh, special yeah, recipe. Yeah, she did. She did. Had anchovies in it and all that. Uh, anchovies. Uh, stuffed with, uh, with the breadcrumbs. And, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That and calamari. It's two of my favorite. Uh, yeah. Um, what's your favorite subject in school? I'd say math. Yeah? Math. You're a math guy? Yeah. I was too. What's your favorite trip you've ever taken? Well, I went on a cruise, best vacation I ever had. I went to St. Thomas, St. Martin, uh, uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Bahamas. Didn't care much for Bahamas. Uh, as soon as I got off the boat, they tried to throw me this big old joint. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't do that. You know, yeah. yeah, you do. Everybody in America does <clears throat> yeah. it. No, not, not me. Yeah. But St. Thomas and St. Martin was really nice. It's a tax-free state, St. Thomas. Uh, so I had a good time there, enjoyed it. And sad you only get to spend a day there because, you know, port at least, but... Uh, it was a 10-day cruise, and uh, probably the best vacation I ever had. Nice. Real relaxing. Do you have a pet peeve? Mm, I, I would like people not to lie to me. No. <laughs> I'd rather hear the truth than, uh, yeah. you know, just uh, don't tell me a lie and uh, then yeah. find out because I've done it, helped somebody with a fundraiser one time that needed money to keep from losing her house and found out that wasn't the truth. And right after we raised them the money, and they went out and bought a new golf cart. Like, oh, wow, Lord. With the money we raised them, so that... Burn me once, you won't burn me again. But, uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, love kids. I like, like to see kids out playing and enjoying themselves. And, you know, before they grow up and have to go to work and get into real life, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for this next generation. I worry about my grandkids and you know, how, how they're going to survive the way things yeah. are going, you know. What advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career or at least... I mean, you can say local politics is a career, but it's not a high-paying career. But no. what's some advice you would give someone who wants to get involved uh, in politics or become mayor? Well, I would recommend if you want to become council member or mayor, that would be the best place to go because if you get into federal or state, you get sucked into the party affiliations. If you don't vote the way they want you to vote, they'll primary you and get you out of office. So then you're not there to get your accomplish your goals. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say the the local politics is the best place to be, but like I say, you got to you got to do it because you want to do it. You got to put your heart into it, and uh, <clears throat> not do it because uh, uh, you know you're mad at somebody because they didn't vote your way or they they're not representing you way you feel like they should. Or cause you're gonna have to you know once you get in there, see they play money Marty quarterback, but it's not easy to get everything done. Yeah, if you're if you're at a state level and above, if you're not in a party. Like if you're not party line, you're probably not going to get anything done. You're right. Just, you, you, you just you need to be banded together with your brothers yeah, and you sisters. Do. Yeah. Local, I think you can be more of a renegade, but you're not really a renegade when you've got community support and you got a great sure. staff. Right. Yeah, you get good staff to get you good direction, advice, and uh, um, and you got you know six aldermen, maybe eight. Depends. Some cities, I think Wildwood has ten uh, council members, so get six. We, we're probably going to go to four wards in the future, but we'll have uh, eight. But you can you can kind of work together and get you know come to come kind of consensus. Maybe Ford wants this, or but they bring in add on some things or take off some things on a project or something. But at the end of the day, I think everybody will come together and get things done. Winsville's kind of, maybe I'm wrong, but is Winsville's kind of a big city just to have three wards, isn't it? 
It is. We, we should be going. We just did our, from our census, we should be at four. But we want to kind of hold off for another couple of years. Um, we yeah. just thought it was the timing was we're at 48,000. We went to about 50,000, 51,000. Gotcha. So probably in the next couple of years, we'll go to four wards. What did your parents do for a living? What did your dad do? Uh, my dad was uh, worked for the government, uh, MAPS. Uh, he left when I was five years old, so I really didn't okay. get to connect with him again until I got out of the military. So okay. um, it was kind of a volatile divorce. And uh, he'd come and see us and uh, wasn't always welcomed by my mom at the time. It was a very, gotcha. very bad situation. <laughs> was, but, he, uh, was he political? No, no, no. What about your mom? She worked for a Busman Fuse down the city, made fuses, Busman Fuse. I company. know Busman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was there for, I'd say, 45 years, a long time. Uh, she passed away, so my grandparents, my grandfather, he come over here from Italy with $5 in his pocket, and he had, you know, Seabottle Construction, Seabottle Meat Company, very successful man. Uh, so my grandfather actually raised me. Okay. And my grandmother, you know, so when my mom got divorced, I kind of lived with them on and off. So, uh, was that hard, or was that just your normal for you? <clears throat> no, it was it was great. I mean, I, you know, not have my dad there. My grandfather was my best, best next option. I mean, he was yeah. he was there for me every step of the way. You know, very very I loved that man to death. He was a great guy to be with. So taught me a lot. What's the legacy thing that he taught you? Well, it taught me respect, respect other people, and. Uh, you know, he, when the room when you were in the room, you didn't kids should be seen and not heard. Or you didn't speak when they were speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, they spoke to Italian a lot, so I didn't understand a lot of what they were saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But uh, he taught me respect. He taught me discipline, and uh, you know how to have me. What a taught me how to cut meat when I was like seven, eight years yeah. old. Would give me a dull knife and a bone. Yeah. And he says he keeps getting that every piece of meat up red meat off that bone. And, <laughs> but just little stuff that he taught me. By the time I was fifteen, I was breaking cattle and cutting. Really? Beef, you know? yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. What's something that someone would be, would be surprised to find out about you? Like, but somebody who really knows you, like someone's really getting to know you, what, what would surprise them about you? Uh, like a special skill, a, a thing, something that's important to you. I have no skills. I'm not good at sports. <laughs> not good at sports. Uh, did a little boxing, you know, in my early days with the uh, uh, Southside Gym. Uh, but other than that, uh, nothing special. You know, just... I don't know. I, I'm, I've been sitting here with, here with you for an hour and 25 minutes, and I disagree. I think there's something really special about you. Well, I don't know. I didn't have a very exciting life, so other than you know, being in the military, but uh, growing up with you know friends and stuff, and I still have still have relationships with some uh, some of those friends that I grew up with, and uh, keep in contact with them. But yeah. Don't have a lot of friends outside of some of the political people I hang out yeah. with once in a while, but. <clears throat> uh, there's really nothing I can tell you special. <laughs> so you know you don't you don't juggle you don't spin basketballs no, don't, on your fingers. No, you don't, don't have any play any instruments anything. No, I tried guitar for a while but never could get the hang of it. I got you. Never got the hang of it. Gotcha. Some people could pick up an instrument and learn right away, but some people just it's hard. But that's what I'm at. I'm just good at working with people and conflict resolution, just trying to help people. What would you tell yourself uh, if you could go back to 18 years old? What would you tell your 18-year-old? Your 18-year-old Nick, what would you tell yourself? If I tell myself I knew, knew now? Yeah, what you know now. What would you... If, I would have got more involved in, in politics. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think I would have been more involved in uh, what's going on and, and try to be more of that, proce uh, that process. And, uh, maybe I would have went higher in, in government. Who knows? Because you know, I really enjoy it. I do enjoy 
I enjoy getting things done. I enjoy seeing people happy. I enjoy making a community great, you know, good community. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I think I would have probably got involved more politically. Um, what are you looking forward to in the future? What what is what does Nick Achone look forward to? My grandkids. Just that, yeah. that's, all, that's what I have right now is just my grandkids. And I make sure they're safe and I, I leave them enough um, to get a start on our life, you know, that um, um, they'll have something to fall back on. I, I didn't have, you know, when I grew up. Everything I had, I had to work for. Nobody gave me nothing. Um, and I just want to make sure they have something. Now, I don't spoil them, but I want to make sure they're in a financial position that they, uh, um, you know, they don't struggle as much, you know. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they have a chance to succeed, you know. Yeah. So awesome. My grandson has borderline spectrum of, uh, autism, so. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he's my biggest worry right now that what's going to happen to him. So. Yeah. Do you feel like you're kind of building a city for them? I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping so that I'm leaving something behind for them as well, yeah. and everybody else's kids too. Not yeah. just mine. Don't be self-serving. Well, yeah, if you're helping, you know, yeah, yours, that, you're helping that, them. Yeah, for sure. that, that they'll have something here. They could, you know, when they go to a park, say, "Hey, that's my grandpa." You know, that's yeah. his name. You know? Well, I'm sitting across the table from you, and I'm just feeling like, you know, I want to be best buds with you now because <laughs> I, I love your heart, I, I love your passion, that. and it's it's wonderfully refreshing. When someone who truly has a passion to serve and a passion for yeah. people and doing the right thing, when so, when that person is chosen to be a leader, yeah. and um, yeah, I think you do have a tremendous influence. And here's the great thing about it: um, it's just it, it's just you know you being you, you know, yeah, answering questions, and being honest. I, yeah. That's this podcast is all about leaving a legacy of interviews that people can listen to and find out what influential people do. Cool. Now, other people who I interview, they might go about it a different way, but there, there is, there's going to be, after, I don't know, 40, 50, 80 of these interviews, there's going to be a thread, you know, right. because goodness is goodness, right? right? And you're a man of faith. We know where, that, we know where the goodness comes from. And, uh, you know, staying focused on those, on, on, on that Christ-centered, uh, at least for me, I'm not going to speak for you, but stay in focus on that Christ-centered message, you know, and which is a big message. Right. Um, it kind of leads to, I think, being influential. What's something that I haven't asked you that you wish I would have asked you? Um, I think you cover a lot. Uh, I don't know if i got to get a brain freeze. <laughs> That's a tough question. Yeah, it is. And I put everybody on the spot, and everybody's like, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to... Uh, to define because I'm not I'm on the side, but um, I kind of thought about what I would say, you know, when you were coming because I didn't know what to expect on a discussion. But I always try to be open and honest about everything I uh, yeah. answer. So right now I, I really can't think of anything. Uh, uh, like I said, I got into this. I've never benefited financially from being the mayor. Yeah. It actually, probably cost me. Uh, <laughs> it I, certainly I, cost you time. Well, I have, a buck and a quarter. Yeah. I just toured um, Jefferson City Correctional Center. Oh really? Okay? Wow. And I can tell you that at your current hourly rate yeah. there are prisoners making license plates right. who are making about what you make an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's so, what i say you know do, if you get in politics it, it doesn't it covers your costs maybe for gas and this and that you know yeah you got to want to do and, it and I, I donate a lot for my pay to different organizations but uh uh, you can't you can't do it for money. It's got to be a part time. That's why I say it's part time because most people have a full time job, 
and I did, but I had I had forty something years invested at that time. Well, I had a good pension, Social Security, so that's why I retired. So that's this is just supplement. This is just yeah. it's if I don't if I was a mayor tomorrow, I wouldn't miss it because it doesn't yeah. really. If you weren't me. mayor, what would you do with your day tomorrow? If you if, know what? if this all burnt down, like figuratively, yeah. hear me on this, all right. police. If this figuratively burnt down and you didn't have to get up in the morning, what would you do? I'd find a way to serve. I'd find something, something I could be involved in, you know. Yeah. Whether it's more of our church or Knights of Columbus or Lions Club or one of these organizations. Yeah. Uh, but they're the they're, they're, they're same thing. They don't have things all day long. Maybe I volunteer at a hospital or something. Yeah. Or I'd go back to work, you know, part-time. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be hard, but... Uh, I would do something. Uh, well, this seems like a good fit for you. Yeah, you may, you've welcomed me. I'm very comfortable here. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, the, the the staff was is amazing. They're I walked people, in and, yeah. and was just welcomed like, yeah. you know, and they didn't know what I was doing. But they were <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. So thank you for giving me your time. Oh, um, well, thank you. Uh, people can, can get a hold of you, right? Right, yeah. So social media, they can call. Your, your phone number's public. They can get a hold of you, right, if they have right. questions. I have two phones. They're both public and uh my email address, I even post my card on all the subdivision pages with my contact info. I have coffee talk. Uh, I'm very accessible. They know how to get a hold of me. Believe cool. me, they'll text me or email me. Well, Mayor uh, Guccione, thank you for your time. Thank I you. appreciate it. God bless you, man. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for your servant's heart. For you know, That's what every community needs. And I think we're really blessed in St. Charles County to have yeah, leadership who really gives a hoot about people right. and, and, and truly um, as I've met all of the mayors around, they're just great people, and, and, and you're certainly one of them. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank all you. All right. Thank Have you. an awesome day. Thank, thank you, man. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode.